views and opinions expressed by callers, guests, and hosts do not necessarily reflect those of the Black Talk Radio Network and Black Talk Media Project. Black Talk Radio is new black media for the new millennium. Conversation reparations, conversation reparations. Yes. Welcome to the show produced for INCOBRA, the National Coalition on Blacks and Reparations, to learn about, to educate, to motivate, to inspire, to do work, to move the needle as we get closer to reparations. We give thanks, we give thanks as we come into this uh, first, as we come into the month of February, sometimes known as, I like to say, African Our Story Month. Some people like to say History or Black History Month and all of that. But we um, continue to make history as it relates to the reparations work that we are doing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, we're calling this segment in Cobra Kazi. Kazi is a key Swahili word that means work. And so once once a month, at least once a month, maybe more, I don't know, we'll see. But at least once a month, we're going to highlight specific INCOBRA commissions and the work that they do or specific projects or campaigns that INCOBRA is engaged in. Some of them may be things that we've done in the past, but mostly it'll be things that we are currently doing and to move us forward. And so we're going to, um, this will be a part of the, the show, so you can look forward to finding out more specifically about some of the works that we're engaged in. So we're calling this segment in Cobra Kazi. So we're starting out this particular, uh, I guess, sub-series of conversation reparations by talking about the Ashe Committee. So the Ashe Committee Ashe is a word coming from the west coast of Africa, from the people known as the Yoruba people in the Ifa tradition. It's a word that's used to affirm prayers. It means, and so it is, or so let it be. It's also a word that deals with 
the spiritual power, the I say that we have to make something happen, the I say that we believe our ancestors and creators have to to um, energy, life force, power that they are tapped into and that we're tapped into. I say. So I say, the I say committee basically came out of me just doing some thinking around. How do we how do we move the issue of reparations forward using um use looking through the lens of an African man or an African person? And I began to think about that and do this inquiry and I thought about that an an African person wouldn't look considered to look through the legislative process of America as their solution. I thought that uh, African uh, natural man, indigenous man, wouldn't necessarily look towards the court system, whether it's national or international, to uh, solve the problems that they uh, recognize or to solve the challenges that they recognize in their lives. So what do they do? So they go to their spiritual guides, they go to their uh, priests and priestesses, channelers, seers, psychics, um, uh, mediums, those who are able to, we believe, to mediate between the spirit world and the human world. is really all part of the same, really just different uh, dimensions of the same thing. But anyway, so that's what they would do. So I began this inquiry, then began going to speak with our spiritual uh, leaders and particularly uh, spiritual activists, those who um, say were connected, who were now an answer to or, and or are connected to um, the work of reparations or the work of a nation building or that kind of a thing. And I went to those who also particularly trained in African traditional religions and began this inquiry. And the inquiry led me to the fact that there really wasn't a uh, specific uh, model or uh, blueprint to move us forward. So then I I began to think about what are those things that we need then to move us forward um, that connect us to the spirit world. And so out of that, the Ashe Committee was birthed. It was birthed um, in 2005 in Atlanta, Georgia, at the National Convention when it was held in Atlanta. And we birthed also on that day, on that weekend, on that Sunday, we birthed what is called the Reparations Ancestral Shrine. So we have a focal point to harness the energy of reparations. And, and so the Reparations Ancestral Shrine has gone on quite a journey over, uh, over the years since 2005 to now. One of the things that we saw when we were creating the Ashe Committee also was that we felt that there needed to be a place in the movement, uh, a place in the reparations movement where the spiritual community, the religious community, faith traditions can uh, enter into the reparations movement. And so we felt that the Ashe Committee would be that space so that those who, who want to work on education, there's the education committee, those who want to work on uh, working with the youth, there's a youth commission, those who want to work, into, as we spoke about the legislative process or the uh, legal process, lawsuits, and things like that. There are different commissions. 
So the Yashay Commission also fulfilled the role of having a place where church denominations, um, different faith traditions can come and support the reparations movement and then COBRA can interact with them as they join the coalition. Many uh, mainstream church denominations have begun to speak of their support for the reparations movement and passing resolutions and for their support of the reparations movement. Also, we know formations like the Nation of Islam, the Lost Foundation of Islam, and, and other uh, types of uh, religious institutions and faith traditions have also been very supportive and advocates of calling for reparations as well and doing the work to move reparations forward in, in their through their faith traditions. So that's and 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 so that's one of the goals of the Ashe Committee. Another goal, uh, let's say, it's a goal. Another uh, one activity of the IJ committee, one activity of the IJ committee. Another activity of the IJ committee is identifying um, different types of ceremonies and rituals and um, even classes or processes, forums that people can, as well as uh, curriculums. Uh, that people can use as tools to for their own uh, healing, for their own spiritual healing, for their own spiritual protection, as well as uh, how to organize, again, through their faith traditions with these different tools. And so we've been working on producing that and producing some as well as just identifying some because there's a lot of good work that's already being done out in our community um, one of the um, examples of that, for example, is the emancipation circles. Uh, that is something that was um, been put together by a community organization and, and also supported by the, uh, I believe, the African Association of Black uh, Psychologists. And they work together to bring these emancipation circles to different groups to uh, as a as a healing tool to address racism and internalized oppression that we uh, continue to experience in our lives. Another um, great uh, model is the uh, AYA Institute. And they have a uh, actually a series of uh, healing modalities, but they have one particular one called Warriors, Healers, and Builders. And what it primarily does also is go to work at strengthening you to address your own internal uh, issues, your own internalized oppression that you have, that's been impacted upon you and your family lineage, and what are some, giving you some tools on how to um, counteract that in yourself, or how to notice it in yourself, how to um, move beyond it in, 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 our, in yourself. And the very powerful tools, we support and endorse some of those healing tools as well. So, and then another aspect of the Ashe Committee is infusing African culture and spirituality throughout in COBRA and in COBRA's work. So that looks like when we have our gatherings, whether it's board meetings or our national conventions and our gatherings, that we always have an ancestor altar set up as a part of 
understanding our connection to our African ancestors. So we have that that altar set up, and we have the names. Uh, uh, excuse me, we have the pictures. We have the pictures of those ancestors who have actually been a part of Incorpor, who did great work towards advancing the idea of reparations. And this time, I called the name of Queen Mother Dorothy Benton Lewis, Ashe, who was a founding member of, of INCOBRA and, and founder of several reparations organizations and coalitions, even prior to INCOBRA and even after INCOBRA. And so she's a dynamic warrior, Queen Mother of Reparations. Probably need to do a whole show just on her and her works and contributions. And then we lift up people like uh, President Baba, Dr. Imari Obadeli. Imari Obadeli, who uh, another one of the founders of Cobra Visionary, bringing forth in Cobra, uh, done great work as a black nationalist activist with the provisional government of the Republic of New Africa, which will be a show as well. We can look forward to that. Um, talking about the role of the provisional government of the Republic of New Africa and reparations. Uh, we we recognize ancestors like reparations, Ray Jenkins, who is responsible for, for planting that seed in, in Congressman Conyers' year, H.R. 40. We have people like um, Queen Mother Moore, Queen Mother Audley Moore, um, Strong, strong activist for reparations now, an ancestor who uh, 60, 70, 80 years of her life um, on that conversation and advancing that conversation. And so many, so many more that we can lift up and recognize um, that have been a part of in COBRA and have made contributions to the reparations movement in general. So we have an ancestor altar. But in addition to the ancestor altar, because oftentimes we we go to affairs and functions now and we see people pour libation. And a libation is an important uh, tool, again, that we have from our African culture and our African tradition to tap into to give us the strength and the courage and the power, the ashe, that we need to do this work, to do our own internal healing, to be able to work with our brothers and sisters to do collective healing and ultimately to work with our allies in doing national uh, collective healing and empowerment and reparations and sovereignhood and nationhood and all of that. So the libations, um, it's important that when we do libation that we have an ancestor altar because when we do a libation, we are saying to our ancestors, thank you for your sacrifices and for the work that you've done, and we welcome you to continue in, as in the ancestor world and in our world. We ask, we invite you to continue to work with us, even though you're not in your physical bodies anymore. We invite you to, to continue to work with us and strategize with us as we advance this cause for reparations. And so at this time, what we'll do is we're going to give a, a short uh, example of of this powerful um, medium by hearing one of one of the best libations I've heard, and this libation is significant because it's being done at the New York burial ground, and this is a place where they were doing some digging to build a, 
a building in, in New York and came across an African cemetery and community activists in New York uh, halt, halted the construction and they had to uh, excavate the uh, cemetery. And um, it's, it's a, whole, a whole long story, but anyway, it's, it's now a museum and a monument on the African burial ground in New York. So this libation was being poured at the dedication of that uh, African burial ground in New York. So let's do the uh, first. Uh, we'll pour, we'll pour, Ashe. We'll pour to the creative spirit. The great Ashe out of which we all emerge, Ashe. We pour to that creative spirit by whatever name we know it, whatever name you hold in your heart, in your mind, whatever name your ancestors gave, whatever name you learned as a child, whatever name you believe it to be, whatever name you believe it to be in spirit or in science, Ashe. We pour to the first human beings who came into existence on this planet, the first human beings who raised the first structures, who cooked the first meals, who taught the first children, who had the first children, the first Africans, the first people who stood upright, who walked, who figured out how to stay on this planet, who figured out how to pass that knowledge on to their children and their children's children, the mothers and fathers of civilization. Ashe. We pour the next libation to their grandchildren and their children's children, those who raised the great early civilizations of Kemet and Kush and Monomotapa, the great medieval civilizations of Ghana and Mali and Songhai and Kanem-Bornu. We pour to those who great the great civilizations of the Igbo people and the Hausa people and the Kikongo people and the Mambara people, the great Monday civilizations, the great Kikongo, the great civilizations of Southern Africa, the Bantu people, the great civilizations of Southeast Africa, the Dinka, the Shilla, the Nur. We pour to those millions who raised the foundations from which the world would learn what it meant to be human in the world, Ashe. We pour to their children who upon the arrival on the shores of people they had never seen before, found themselves captured and marched overland, found themselves perishing by the millions before they were held on the holding cells and the open air pens on the coast of West, Central, Southern, and East Africa. We pour to the ancestors who did not know as they were stripped of all clothing and sent denuded into boats, packed like animals, and strewn their bones across the floor of the Atlantic and the Indian Ocean. We pour to them who in the last moment on Africa grabbed the sand and grabbed the dirt and put it in their mouths and understood that the only thing they might have to preserve their place in that continent was their memory of that place and their ability to pass it on to their children. We pour to them. Ashe. Ashe. We pour to those Africans and their children who finding themselves cast adrift in Santiago, Cuba, who found themselves cast adrift. In Puerto Spain, Trinidad, in Puerto Prince, Haiti, who found themselves cast adrift in New Orleans, in Charleston, and Mobile, who found themselves cast adrift in Salvador, Bahia, who found themselves cast adrift in Barbados, and the archipelago that formed the wayward and the, and the windward coast. We found them in these places, learning Portuguese and Spanish and French, whose often first words was, oh my God, oh Madre de Dios, who found themselves praying to survive and pass on to their children the memories we pour to those ancestors who are represented in the thousands, buried in all the square miles of where we stand, and who sit here, buried before us in 400 caskets forged of wood from West Africa with Adinkra symbols. Each one of them, each woman, man, and child, symbolic of millions 
the children of those who could not be killed, we pour our shame. We pour to their children who somehow survived the hells of enslavement and fought for emancipation in the Caribbean, the French, British, Dutch Caribbean, who fought for emancipation in South America, who fought for emancipation in Central America, who fought the struggles we refer to as the Civil War in the United States, who came out of that, marched out of enslavement through Reconstruction and found themselves making great migrations, eventually ending up in places like New York. Their children's children, who making a way for themselves, became our great-great-grandparents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our parents. Those who, when the first bones were discovered in this space, held their hands and said, Stop! No more! We are here to speak for those who can no longer speak with their mouths. We pour for those ancestors, some of whom came to Howard University in 2004 and followed these caskets all the way back to New York, we pray to the great ancestors, the ones whose names we know and the ones whose names we don't. And at this moment, as we pour this libation, I would ask anyone who feels comfortable to say the name of someone in your bloodline who is no longer physically here, but who you know made it possible for you to be here. Go ahead, let's hear the names. Hey, we're Carr. Porter Griffin. Evelyn Glover. We pour into the names that we hold collectively. Ganga Zumba in Brazil. Toussaint Louverture, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, and Henri Christophe in Haiti. We pour to the great Avengers, Nandi of the Maroons of Jamaica. We pour to the great ancestors, Harriet Tubman, Sojourner Truth, Frederick Douglass. Say the names that you study. Who are the names of the ancestors that you have come to hold in your heart and your mind as you hope that you can do what they did for us, for your children and children's children? Let's say some of those famous names. Kwame Kwame John Henry Clark, John Dr. Jackson, Muhammad. Jacob Carruthers. And finally, two final libations. We pour to those who make it possible for us to do what we do. We pour to these rangers who stand guardian over this sacred space. We pour to these Africans and these folks who have come from Howard University, the staff, the faculty, the administrators who brought us here today to bear witness. This is not a libation, but an affirmation because their hearts still beat, their tongues still speak, their minds still think, and their minds still wish the best for us. We pour for all of those people who surrounded us on this journey today and made it possible for us to be here. We pour this affirmation of thanks, Ashe. Ashe. And finally, we pour to your children's children's children who will one day stand on this fate and speak your name. Ashe. Ashe. So, yeah, that was... Um... Dr. Kimati Carr, uh, who's a professor at Howard University, we give thanks. We say Ashe. So let me also break down the acronym Ashe. Ashe stands for Ayurveda, Spiritual Healing and Empowerment, or we say sometimes Art, Spirituality, Health, and Education or Enlightenment. Um, Ayurveda is was introduced into the reparations movement by Dr. Marimba Ani at a conference held in Atlanta on April 20, 2003, in response to the concept of internal reparations. And the concept was further developed at the Indaba held in Jackson, Mississippi in October 2003. I erase as a tree word from Ghana, West Africa, meaning spiritual healing. And in this case, 
it's being used to specifically address healing ourselves from the effects of the ma'afa. Um, many of us in, in the uh, reparation movement have challenges or don't feel so uh, warm with the, the term internal reparations. Um, feel, uh, understand the concept that people want to advance when they say that. And so one of the words or expressions that I feel is more holistic and more accurate is to say self-repair. So, yes, there is uh, a component within the IHA committee that definitely looks at uh, what we call self-repair. And also one of the things that we know, um, the IHA committee, uh, people want to know who's on the IHA committee. Well, right now the IHA committee has a very powerful, what I call advisory committee, or some could say a secret society um, of people who are uh, ministers, uh, spiritualists, activists, psychologists, uh, teachers, healers, seers, um, and just and people just want to see um, reparations advanced, uh, particularly who understand that faith and spirituality is an important component of that. And so they have all signed a, a letter <laughs> saying that they support the the mission of the Ashe Committee and and when we have our conventions in different cities we have people who work with us who work with the Ashe Committee to create the experience because the experience most of the time is usually one where we uh, I guess we go into that, what we call Reparation Sunday during our national convention and what we do is we do something that, that really we feel like connects us to our ancestors, something that could connect us in, in terms of place as well as in terms of ceremony. And so, for example, what I mean by that is if we're in a state, for example, we're in Louisiana, it's easy to do a ceremony, say, at a plantation. And other times we've done a ceremony uh, on a college campus where um, some students were shot um, uh, by the police at, uh, back in the, in the 60s, uh, I think. Um, and so we, and so we, and so we've done different things like that. We've gone to sacred places. We've gone to places like uh, where the Colfax massacre has happened. We've gone to, and we've also gone to the uh, burial grounds of some of our our great uh, heroes and sheroes. Again, people particularly who worked in the reparation movement, but not even necessarily the reparations. Uh, Sundays, we've, we've been to places like where the uh, birth of Fannie Lou Hamer, uh, Bishop Henry McNeil Turner is buried, things like that, uh, Martin Luther King. So these uh, ceremonies are profound, and, and so you have the libation as one of the key components of the ceremony, and we, and we do other things to, to recognize uh, our ancestors and, and the healing that our ancestors need. Um, and that we need as well. So at, we're going to um, uh, take an ID station break here, and then we'll come back with conversation reparations, the work of the Ashe Committee.
Hi, the Black Talk Media Project would like to invite you to become a member of the BTR Community subscription-based social media platform. BTR Community is a platform that was set up for the listening audience of Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black radio network online. For just $24 per year, your subscription gives you access to an interactive space to share information with like-minded people with your privacy guaranteed. Your subscription will go a long way to help us maintain and improve our current media platforms. It will also help provide a budget so that we can begin the task of establishing localized media centers and radio stations across the United States. The best way to show your support and appreciation for what we do here at Black Talk Radio is to subscribe. Help us to help you be informed. Join btrcommunity.com today. Make Black Talk Radio your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right. Conversation reparations, conversation reparations, conversation reparations, a voice of Encobra, the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America. We are doing a special uh, series of uh, presentations and focusing on the works of Encobra. We want to acknowledge our, our brother Cam Howard, who made the suggestion that we um, put a little more emphasis on some of the works of uh, what Encobra specifically is doing and has done to move the reparations moving forward. So in that vein, we're going to do that at least once a show a month. We're going to focus on some of the different commissions and committees and projects and campaigns of Encobra to work. What are we doing? And what? And also, it'll be a call out to invite you to get involved in this work and pick up the work that we're doing as well. So one of the things I also wanted to add in terms of the reparations, in terms of the ASHE Committee, is that the ASHE Committee has um, also introduced um, to Encobra the Reparations Ancestral Shield um, uh, this shield was commissioned in 2013, again, when the COBRA conference was in Atlanta, to honor our ancestor, Kalanji Olushegun, who was the first national male co-chair of COBRA. He was also the designer of our logo. And, and so we went into spirit to get some guidance on how to, what would be a fitting memorial to tribute to him. So we created a we commissioned an artist to create a six-foot shield that uh, of the Encoba logo. You look at it; it sort of looks it's elongated. It sort of looks like a shield, and so we actually have the Encoba shield, and which was presented at our general membership meeting in 2013, and also was a part of the Reparation Sunday ceremony that year as well. But one of the things that um, we're very proud of one of the accomplishments and ongoing work of the ASHA committee is the hosting of the Black Manifesto Revival. And I believe we may have touched on the Black Manifesto on uh, last year at some point. And, and if we didn't, well, we're going to talk, talk, talk on it now. So 
So the Black Manifesto was introduced by James Foreman at a conference in Detroit, in Detroit, Michigan, December 26, 1969. And the Black Manifesto that he introduced was a call for reparations. This is a... Some of, this is coming off of the shift in the civil rights movement to dealing with economic development. You know, King had made a shift to focus on economic development and even talking about and calling for forms of reparations, um, in 60, particularly in 67 and 68, when he was assassinated in, in 1968. And so a conference was, was convened in Detroit on uh, April 25th through 27th to discuss uh, economic development. And at that, con at that convening, James Foreman introduced the Black Manifesto, which challenged it, which put a call out and a challenge to European-American church denominations and Jewish synagogues to um, put $500 million initially into a fund for, for reparations for people of African descent in the United States. And so I just wanted to give you that backdrop so you'll understand we, on the 50th anniversary, uh, oh, and there was another key component of that, I, I, I left that out. Well, there's a few more things that we should mention about the Black Manifesto. However, the Black Manifesto, the first weekend that it was, when it was introduced in Detroit, it was voted on. The next weekend, he took the Black Manifesto demand, and it actually broke down very specifically what were the demands and different amounts for different things that he put forward in his reparations package and his reparations vision. And so he, he bought the Black Manifesto and interrupted the church service at Riverside Church in New York on the following Sunday. And and himself and others began to also disrupt churches in different countries in, around the United States and also certain like national gatherings of different church denominations, their annual meetings and things like that, they would go and disrupt those meetings um, with the uh, challenge of them putting money into this fund for the uh, Black uh, Manifesto, the Black Economic Development uh, Corporation. And so they, well, basically the church community reacted in different ways. Some churches said, denominations said, look, we already are putting money into these projects to help low-income communities or help minority communities. I'm sure that's the language they used back then. And um, so so they said, you know, then other churches said, uh, look, we just, you know, this black manifesto is just too radical for us. We just ain't feeling it and just no. And then other ones said, well, the principle of reparation is sound, uh, biblically and spiritually, religiously, uh, and we understand that morally. However, we will increase, we may increase the money that we're, we're already spending, but we're going to direct, we'll create our own, our own uh, councils or our own uh, committees, commissions that will determine how the money will be used as opposed to giving it to the organization that uh, the Black Manifesto called for the, um, to put the money in. So now we fast forward to 2019. It's the 50th anniversary of the Black Manifesto. 
So we felt that it would be very important to uh, honor the history of the Black Manifesto and lift up the Black and lift up the history of the Black Manifesto, but also not to uh, just to commemorate the past, but also to use it as a time to connect with church denominations, as I said earlier, many natu- national mainline church denominations, uh, Episcopalian, Unitarian, Universalist, Presbyterian, uh, certain Baptist um, denominations. Many of them have already passed resolutions saying that they support reparations and support um, H.R. 40. So the idea was then, okay, if that is the case, you're going on record of doing that. What can you do more, or what can what else can you do besides just passing these resolutions? So we began to, so we organized to have a, a convening to look at the, the history of the Black Manifesto and what came out of that period, as well as to talk with leaders in. Uh, white denominations as well as African-American denominations as well in terms of what um, what work may you, what more work can you do in terms of supporting the reparations movement, including supporting it financially besides just saying that you support it in a resolution. And so as a part of that, that convening, we, again, we did, we had representatives from different church denominations, Jewish synagogue, uh, matter of fact, I had a conversation today with uh, uh, Rabbi Lynn, who is a, a long-term activist in the uh, Jewish um, community. And so we put on this convening and um, looked at a, a video documentary from that period. I had several conversations around what were the uh, successes and, and then, say, successes and the failures or the learning lessons we like to say more of the learning lessons from the Black Manifesto. And like I said, to bring it in the current, one of the things that we looked at doing was how, uh, like I said, specifically how can churches, uh, what can they, what can the church community do or the faith community do, uh, particularly if they're already saying they're in alignment with reparations or HR 40. So, one of our, the elders, the elder, excuse me, one of the ancestors, wow, one of our ancestors who I spoke about earlier, Queen Mother Dorothy Ben Lewis, actually wrote a book about uh, the role of faith, um, challenging people who, particularly who are in the Christian faith tradition, using their uh, Bible, using their belief system to challenge them to do more to get involved in the reparations movement. And one of the things, ideas that she introduces is an idea what she called Reparation Sundays, where a church would have a uh, church, and I'm saying it's church or faith tradition, uh, would have a special service around reparations. So whatever that looked like, there could be a special sermon on reparations. It could even mean music that would uh, support reparations. It could be uh, special prayers or litanies. Uh, that could be done during that time to um, uh, connect the spirit, the role of spirit and faith and reparations. And then at the end of the service or at some point during the service, there would be a special offering that would be taken up and that money would be given to the reparations movement. So, um, like I said, long story short, we, we were led to a church, again, through spirit, 
we were led to a church that was uh, very open and supportive of the idea of us having this Black Manifesto convening. We called it the Black Manifesto Revival, convening at their church. They opened their doors to us to use the building in any way the way we needed to in different rooms, including the main sanctuary. Uh, they facilitated us getting some of the events recorded. Uh, and even, you know, oftentimes when I, I'm used to doing um, events, we do events at different colleges or do events at different spaces. Usually the the people who are renting out the space do not feel connected to it. They usually just, you know, they uh, will, um, you know, you won't see them that much is what I guess what I'm trying to say. And, and the co-pastor of the church, she was right there in the meetings while we were planning and in part of the whole process. And so we had a reparation Sunday at, at their church called the Neighborhood Church over in the Candler Park area. Those people familiar with that area in Georgia, in Atlanta. And at their church service, um, at their church service, uh, I made an announcement speaking about reparations. We had, it's actually, uh, the church is co-pastored by a husband and wife team. And what they do as a part of each one of the church services is they bring all of the young people to the front of the church and they sit on the floor. And then his uh, wife, she, I'm not, I believe they probably alternate, but she talks to them at their level about whatever the message of the day is. So she did a uh, really powerful presentation on the uh, on reparations to these uh, predominantly European-American children. And and then her husband does the, then the children go off downstairs, and then her husband gave the uh, reparations um, sermon for the adults. In addition to that, we brought a musician in, an African-American sister who plays the violin, and came in and did a very powerful um, musical tribute. And then at the end they uh, of the church service, they did a special call for uh, financial support a special offering to take up for the reparations movement. And so one of the things that we also did during that, um, during during the reparations service, which I left out, is we also did what uh, they did an apology to the African-Americans who were gathered there. And uh, this, this apology is something that was generated by Marion Williamson, a very powerful um, spiritual teacher, uh, healer uh, in, in the United States, recently ran for president of the United States, and she was the one who really put uh, reparations on the main stage. Uh, and again, being a spiritual, coming from a spiritual faith tradition, understanding that a wrong has been done, and before we can get to reconciliation, we have to go through reparations. And so... Um, she addresses this, she was addressing then, this was years ago, addressing this issue of reparations. Um, she announced that she was going to run for president. And one of the things that she said was that she realized that that the uh, there's going to be a time before we meet with success in the government. But she said, well, as a spiritual teacher, what she can control is, you know, the spaces that she uh, is speaking at. And so um, she decided to or was um, led to come up with a prayer of apology for white people to say to African-Americans. And, again, we know this isn't, you know, 
what we we stop at an apology. However, an apology and the recognition is a part of the healing that's necessary for this nation, for us and for them. And so this is um, something that was also done as a part of that reparations service. So we're going to hear hear this uh, prayer of apology by Marion Williamson. And one of the things I think that's, that happens at this church, and one of the things I think that's we, we should let you know about is that there's at a certain point um, one of the members of the church is, is really moved by this uh, apology, by this experience. And so there's, there's, a, there's a kind of a screaming out that you'll hear, and then um, she goes back into the completing the uh, prayer of apology. And so we're going to go ahead and, and take, take a listen to that. Mayor culpa and never paid reparations. That's one of the reasons I feel strongly about reparations. It's not an economic issue only. It is a spiritual, psychological, and emotional issue. So as we were talking about earlier tonight, there are certain things the government's not going to do. So where does it begin? It begins with us. And so we did this. I've done this around the country. A couple of my books have this. Healing the Soul of America has it. My book, Illuminata, has it. For those of you who'd like to, uh, to, read, uh, to read it, uh, I've done it around the country. Uh, my hope is that it, it brings some comfort, some hope. And, uh, you know, as Gandhi talks about soul force, these things have soul force, satyagraha, that when you make changes in your heart, you actually create force. And one of the things that we have seen, unfortunately, in the world, uh, we see it today, and we even see it to some extent in our own country, very dangerously so, is when hatred becomes a social and political force. We must make love a social and political force, and that has to start with us. So for those of you who, who would like to participate in this, uh, I'm going to now lead us in a, an apology uh, from white Americans to African Americans on behalf of our country, um, to you and to your ancestors and uh, to all of your people. So to the African Americans in the room who would uh, wish and be willing to participate in this, please stand up. <clears throat> And now I'd like to ask white Americans who are sitting near you to please uh, stand up. And if the African-American uh, citizen would, would be willing to allow a white American who wishes to apologize to you and take part in this to hold your hands. And now, as I, as I speak, I'm going to ask the white Americans in the room to please repeat after me. <clears throat> on behalf of myself and on behalf of my country, to you and all African Americans, from the beginning of our nation's history, in honor of your ancestors and on behalf of your children, please hear this from my heart. I apologize. Please forgive us. With this prayer, I acknowledge the depth of the evils that have been perpetrated against black people in America. 
from slavery to lynchings to white supremacist laws to the denial of voting rights to all the ways both large and small all of them evil all of them wrong for all the oppression and all of the injustices I apologize please forgive us for the denial of any civil rights for inequalities in criminal justice to any instances of police brutality to the denial of opportunity for economic injustice for any ways that a racial element has played into the perpetration of injustice I apologize please forgive us with this prayer I acknowledge the beauty and the genius of your culture the power and the genius of those who came before you the power and the genius of your children and your descendants and with this prayer we pray may your children may your men be blessed and protected may your men be blessed and protected may your men be blessed and protected may all your men and all your women and all your children be surrounded by angels at this time and dear God may a great healing occur we place in your hands the relationship between black and white Americans may it be lifted high above and beyond the walls that would divide us may our hearts be awakened to the truth of our oneness and racism and prejudice be no more dear God please come upon us and heal our wounded hearts but to you my African American fellow citizen please accept my apology this night it is for you and for your grandparents and their grandparents before them and their grandparents before them
May the screams that were not allowed be allowed now. May the cries that were never heard be heard now. May the tears that were never heard be heard now. And thus may the healing begin. The tears that we cry, may they be cried. And thus in the sacred container, may the healing begin. And so it is. Amen. Yes, so that was the um, prayer. Um, I really, I listen, I've heard it several times before, and I listened to it even today. I didn't remember that scream being so intense. <laughs> but um, I don't know. We can edit some of that, or maybe it just needs to be what it is. But anyway, um, just so Reparation Sunday, because I was thinking about, even when I was thinking about this show and I was thinking about talking about the things that we have done, uh, wanted to wanted to come up with what would be the call to action. What is it that we need people to consider doing at this point? So if you've heard what the, since, since you have now heard what the ISHA committee is about, and if it resonates with your spirit, and you know what I mean when I say that, <laughs> You can contact me to be a part of that advisory committee. But more importantly, we're looking for people who are willing to contact different faith traditions, different churches, mosques, synagogues, different organizations, uh, faith-based organizations, to contact them so that we will have a greater conversation with them around reparations Sundays and what they could be doing to support the reparations movement even more, what some churches have already done, and what they can consider doing to take it up another notch. So we're putting a call to action out for those people who are interested in supporting this particular campaign, the reparations movement. you can reach me directly at reparationsj at gmail.com. Again, that's reparationsj at gmail.com. You can reach me also directly at 678-437-7882. Again, you can reach me at 678-437-7882. As we uh, begin to close out this, uh, another installment of Conversation Reparations, a show brought to you by NCOBRA, the National Coalition of Blacks for Reparations in America, uh, we invite you, we encourage you, we strongly implore you to consider attending our national convention. This year it will be in Selma, Alabama. And it will be, and our theme this year is Reparations Today, What the Youth Them Say. We are focusing this year's convention on 
passing the flame. I like to say passing the flame instead of passing the torch, right? And passing the flame of the reparations movement and work and even the reparations maintenance, even after reparations is achieved, there still will be maintenance and protection and advancement needed. So we're inviting them to come and to get involved in the leadership of this movement and to support this work and bring it back to their universities and bring it back to the community and help us to continue to push this work forward. So we're putting a call out to youth and youth organizations to consider attending the INCOBRA Convention, sending a delegate or two to the INCOBRA Convention in Selma, Alabama. That'll be, again, June 25th through the 28th. We we have our annual meeting at the convention. We have our meeting of our commissions, which I have spoken about in this episode, and our different committees will convene, meet, have their business meetings. We have our national general membership meeting that we have at that convening. We usually have a cultural presentation or a banquet or something that uh, is a cultural presentation and fundraiser for the for the um, coalition. Um, this year we're focused on putting together a um, powerful presentation for young people, which will include hip-hop and music and dance and video and spoken word and um, storytelling to um, be in entertainment around reparations. And so we are looking forward to that presentation. We are... So we invite you to go check out our website in cobraonline.org so you get more information about the convention as, as we reveal it. But right now in Cobra Online, that's N-C-O-B-R-A, in org for getting in touch with the national and see what uh, those commissions that I spoke about all listed there on the website. And so we thank you for being a part of these conversation reparations. We thank you for hearing our call to actions and for considering the call to actions. We will be bringing you call to actions, more and more of these shows. What can you do to be a reparations warrior, a reparations ambassador, a reparations advocate, a reparations a reparationista, <laughs> um, one of our comrades coined that term, a reparationist. And we invite you to get involved and do um, your little part and to help move this forward and move this into move us into our victory. Again, my name is Jamoke Fitayo, listening to Conversation Reparations on Black Talk Radio Network. Allez, va, 
Hey, 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 hey,